To help us unpack this and so much more is Jay Lebowitz, who's a senior legal advisor at Alan Gray. Jay, good to touch base with you again. Hi, Google. Fantastic to talk to you, Jay, on a topic that I guess um, is often uncomfortable for many South Africans to discuss, but very critical, right? Uh, and maybe let's start just by getting an overview of the two-part system. What's its intention and how is it proposed to work? Uh, so that's a great question, and um, the answer is somewhat complex, but if we just break it down very simply, what the two-part system intends is that from 1 March um, next year, if all goes according to what the government is saying at the moment, all contributions to retirement funds will be split into two different components. Two-thirds will go to a retirement component, which will have to be preserved until retirement, Mm -hmm. so no accessibility whatsoever, and you will have to annuitize that full amount uh, once you retire. And the remaining one-third will go into what's being referred to as a savings component, which will be accessible to the member at any time prior to retirement, uh, subject to a few restrictions, namely that there will only be one withdrawal per annum, uh, or per tax year, and a minimum withdrawal amount of 2,000 rand. Mm. Um, and maybe let's talk about these complexities because it does sound as though there are certain limitations, there are rules and regulations that we need to understand. So help us understand how the mechanics of the savings will draw benefit will work uh, and what are some of the restrictions? Okay, so the idea behind the savings withdrawal benefit is really to provide members with some accessibility to their retirement savings when they need it most. So like we saw during the pandemic, there were people who really needed access to some funds. They didn't have any other income. Maybe they didn't have other savings. Um, and for many reasons, they wouldn't, weren't able to access that money without resigning from employment. Or if they were invested in a retirement annuity fund, they wouldn't be able to access it at all. So that's really what the government is trying to achieve is to encourage preservation while giving you access to some cash in times of need. Mm-hmm. Um, there are obviously, as you said, a lot of rules around accessing that money. So, as I said previously, um, members will only be entitled to access to one withdrawal benefit per tax year, um, and that will be subject to whatever is in their um, accumulated savings component at that time. In addition, that withdrawal benefit will be subject to a minimum of 2,000 rand, and as I said, a maximum of whatever is in the savings component. And then lastly, the tax treatment is anticipated to be quite different from what we're used to in retirement funds. So what's being talked about at the moment is that that savings withdrawal benefit will be taxed at the individual's marginal tax rate in the year of withdrawal. Sure. So essentially the same as what your annual salary would be taxed at, right? So that's something to consider. Yes, correct. However, what you're accessing might actually push you into a different tax bracket. So it's very important to consider how much money you're accessing and what that's going to do to your overall tax rate in the year of assessment. Mm. And typically this is when we, we get quite uncomfortable as South African consumers, right, is and understanding how best we need to evaluate the need for this capital and the terms and conditions that go with the withdrawals, as you've mentioned, the taxes and, and potential fees perhaps that we might have to pay depending on the financial services provider one is interacting with. But what are the immediate or short-term implications of accessing this withdrawal benefit? Uh, what do we need to evaluate here? 
So I think what's important to remember is that this should really be money that you access as a last resort because what that money is intended for is to provide you with an income during your retirement. So any amount that you access now is obviously going to have long-term effects. But if we're just talking about short-term effects, the impact is going to be mostly tax. Mm. Mm. So as I said previously, it has the potential, depending on how much you withdraw, to push your income for that year into a higher tax bracket, which will mean that you'll have to pay a higher rate of tax overall on your income. Um, so that can, that can definitely have a short-term impact. Definitely. And that's the short-term impact, but we can't forget that retirement savings are also linked to our long-term investment goals, right? What are the drawbacks then uh, of accessing your savings withdrawal, especially the impact it will have on your, from a long-term perspective? Yeah, so I think that the long-term impact shouldn't be underestimated because accessing any amount from your retirement savings now, um, it eats into what you potentially could have at retirement, especially because the longer you leave your money invested, the more time it has to grow, and then you really benefit from um, the, um, the growth on that investment, right? And compound interest... Mm-hmm. Uh, they say it's the eighth wonder of the world for a reason, right? Because as it grows, it grows exponentially over time. So I think even accessing what seems like a small amount now, like 50,000 rand or 25,000 rand, can really have a big impact if you're looking sort of 30 or 40 years into the future. Sure. That puts things into perspective, Jaya, especially for someone who might consider, you know, withdrawing their funding for a holiday versus, you know, paying off their children's education. Um, so the needs really do need to be scrutinized and fully evaluated, essentially to ask yourself, will it be worth it in the long term? Absolutely agree. Yeah, definitely. Jay, I'm also keen to understand, um, I'm aware that there's a lot of engagement and and, and conversations that have been taking place with industry players, but are there any uh, understandings of how this might play as a consequence when it comes to, um, uh, I guess, estate planning, writing out a will, um, and and, and if one needs to be mindful of any withdrawals and the impact it will have on their long-term savings and and their estate in future? So. Hopefully, this doesn't really make a big difference to how retirement benefits are treated in the event that you die while you're still invested in the retirement fund. Uh, As we understand it, the full amount of the benefit will still be treated in terms of Section 37C of the Pension Funds Act, which requires the trustees of the fund to determine who your dependents are, consider the nominees that you've nominated on your, your investment, and then allocate the entire benefit in a manner that they consider to be equitable. Um, But obviously anything that you withdraw as a cash benefit now will not be there to provide for your dependents in the event that you die. Got you. I can imagine many South Africans will be uh, scrummaging through and reading all the latest uh, articles as well as paperwork, but would it also be best just for someone to engage with their financial planner uh, or professional financial services provider just to get clarity on what their options are before dipping into the two-pot system? 
So, yes, it's always a good idea to reach out to your financial advisor if you have one or to uh, make contact with a financial advisor if you don't yet have one um, who can really consider your full financial affairs, not just your retirement um, investments. But where we're at in the legislative process means that Nobody really knows exactly how this is all going to play out. Um, and that goes for financial advisors as well. So while we can give you sort of an idea of what this is going to look like and how it's going to impact you, we still have to wait for final legislation to be received, be um, published in order for us to be able to like really um, set out what the impacts are going to be and how it impacts each individual um, and their financial circumstances mm, definitely very critical to take a look at one's personal financial circumstances and uh, what options might be available the risks involved the opportunities and of course being mindful uh, of still sticking to their long-term financial objectives jaya always a pleasure speaking to you and really appreciate the insight that you've shared with us tonight thank you so much for having me Guru. Fantastic. That's Jay Lebowitz, who's a senior legal, legal advisor at Allen Gray, joining us today to understand the complexities around the two-pot system. Now, as mentioned, it's expected to kick off in March of 2024. So naturally, in the lead up to it, we will be hosting a lot more conversations to give you some clarity on it, when to consider, how to consider, what implications. And as Jay has mentioned, there are some moving parts, but the tax implications are what we need to be mindful of right now, uh, as it could result in you paying a lot more than what you actually were hoping to draw out and also the risks involved with the loss of compound interest and its effect in the long term if you missed it live catch the broadcast on kaya 959.co.za